Smartphone manufacturers are continuing to battle for the completely bezel-less and notch-free phone, but will it actually happen with flagship phones this year? We discuss right here on the Tech Audit TV podcast. We are here at the Stone Sheba Studio, right here in Provo, Utah, where all of the greats get their beginnings and end. There is no end at the Stone Sheba. I was going to say, there's no end. There's only greatness. Yeah. Uh, you can learn more about the Stone Sheba at thestonesheba.com. If you are in the uh, Utah area, thinking about starting a podcast, or you're just any type of digital creator, and you need a place to get some things done, hit up the Stone Sheba. Com to learn a little bit more. Um, before we get into today's meat and potatoes, we've got a good show. We, we got to talk. We got to have a talk here. So today's episode, we're talking smartphones. And everyone, I've noticed, like I look at the YouTube channel, right? I look at the analytics because naturally I try to figure out what videos do best. And there's always a theme. One theme that's kind of interesting is anytime I'm in the thumbnail, the video bombs. Ooh. Like, so never put myself in the thumbnail, which is kind of interesting. Because that usually works for a lot of people. Some, yeah, some, not me. People see that face. People just don't like your face. And they do not want to click on it. Man. Like I've, like, yeah, that's, that's one trend I've noticed. The other trend is, seems like people love hearing about phones and talking phones. Uh, phone videos do well, whether it's rumors, reviews, comparisons, all of that stuff. So with that in mind, it's kind of perfect timing as I found that interesting correlating data and just what everyone's talking about naturally the beginning of the year but everybody's talking about smartphones this year and the notch the notch has been the talk of the town ever since apple kind of i mean apple wasn't the first one to bring the notch but like everything apple does that's when everyone starts talking about it because apple picks up some trend that nobody has seen and they make it mainstream so we've got the notch which has allowed us and i i still think today Apple, the the iPhone 10s, the iPhone 10. I mean, they're basically the same phone. I think those are still the best looking phones on the market, and they have the notch. I have the Google Pixel 3. It's got a notch. I think the notch is uglier than the um, uh, the iPhone 10, but the goal is always to have this bezel-less screen, and and you but you need to have room for the camera. Like everyone wants to scream from top to bottom, left to right. And there's been some attempts. You had the first, so one attempt that everyone's talking about right now is the hole punch, which, uh, who was that that did that? It was the Honor View 20 has come out. I don't know if it's come out or if it's about to come out. Some I've seen some tech YouTubers who have done some hands-on with it, but that's got the, the famous hole punch is what they're calling it. Mm-hmm. And the rumor is, now most people don't have an Honor phone. It's kind of a lower brand. But uh, the rumor is that the Samsung Galaxy S10 is going to have this quote-unquote hole punch design. They'll probably call it something lame, but I mean, hole punch already is kind of lame sounding. But there's problems with the hole punch. Have you seen the hole punch, like photos or videos? I have. Like, do you have initial, like from from an aesthetic point of view, do you like it? Or does it not really bother you? I like it. I just feel like... I should say, do you like it or do you hate it? Um, I, I, I feel exactly the same about it as I do the notch. 
Um, and right now you don't have a notch. You still have the Google Pixel 2, right. notchless. And, and frankly, uh, to some extent, that's why I didn't move up to the Pixel 3. Yeah, I just, the, the notches, um, man, I just really don't like them. The, 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 only, the, only, the only thing I like about it is when uh, the software is taking advantage of the space to the left and right for notifications and treating the rest of the screen the same. Yep. But for me, and I get this as a total personal preference thing, the idea of having, of missing a portion of the screen is just, it just kind of drives me crazy. Like I hate the idea of my pictures or whatever being encroached upon and the whole's going to do the same thing. It's like, okay, so now every developer has to develop games. One of two things happens. You just automatically lose all this X, this quote unquote extra screen that you have mm-hmm. because now they just have to cut your game off right before the hole punch and or notch, or they've got to design the game in a way where that doesn't get in the way, which yep. is almost impossible. So I get people don't only game on phones, but everybody plays a game or two on their phone mm-hmm. and this causes problems. And it also same thing for video. Whoa. This is so awesome. Now I have all screen on my phone. Yeah. No, not really. Only it only works on your home screen. Yeah. For every every app, anytime you're actually doing something with your phone, you instantly lose all that space. So to me, I, d- I just don't see the difference. Well, YouTube videos, like are you saying like the notch? Yeah. Even it depends on how the video is uploaded. So most videos will still like wherever the notch is like that whole section is just black. Right. Um, however, some YouTube, usually it's the more fancier YouTubers who have nice cameras. If they upload it where it's more widescreen, it will go like edge to edge, but then you, you do have that notch that's covering a section. Covering something. Uh, it it feels weird. I don't know what it's covering and it's probably unimportant, but since I don't know because the notch is covering it. Sure. And certainly I wouldn't want to watch like anything, I, I mean, I don't know about you. I feel like phones are big enough now where I will occasionally, if I'm stuck with 30 minutes, nothing to do, I'll watch a quick show on my phone. Yeah. Ooh, excuse me. Sorry. But, pulling up a MKBHD video to yeah, see Yeah, I no it, longer want to do that because I hate watching a movie or a TV show when I, I've got a portion of it cut out. So here's his video. You can see... Yeah, he uploads. I didn't like zoom in because you can zoom in and make it so the notch goes in and out. But um, you get used to it. But um, but most videos are still not like that. It still looks nicer because it makes the screen bigger overall. Uh, But again, but you're essentially saying that the notch versus the hole punch, it really doesn't matter because that whole section 99% 99% of the time is just going to be like a notification bar, essentially. Like yeah. games are not going to actually develop into that area because they don't know whether there's going to be a notch there or a hole punch, especially on Android because all these Android's phones are varying in how they do that. Right. So you're essentially saying it doesn't really matter because, yeah. Uh, I, and yeah, I, and I, I agree with that. I, I think it's, a, I, guess, I guess I put it in the uh, realm of gimmicky, those things matters that like that matters for sales. So, so that's why this is a big deal and it's going to be something for people to think about, but it's not, uh, going to the whole punches. Yeah. It's a design change. It's something akin to, you know, getting a different like color of phone or something. It's not, I don't feel like in any way it's revolutionizing things. 
um, any more than the notch did at least. And most people feel like the notch was almost a step back um, in looks. Yeah. So it's like, I just feel like this is just a different version of that fun design. It, it could be the type of thing that sets a phone apart where if two phones are identical and, and the buyer is concerned about, or not concerned about, but like they're into cool, trendy, fun things that might push them over the edge and they buy it. So yeah, I could see, this is why I could see it being a huge trend is just because it, it, it looks cool. It's different. And, and, and I think a lot of times, uh, the phones we've, we've hit a point where they're all so similar now that anything to set one apart from the other matters. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's like if the whole punch is the thing that makes it so people are aware you have a new cool phone, then, then it's going to work and people are going to do it. But yeah. do I feel like it's a, any level of a revolutionary change whatsoever? No, other than maybe the idea that the camera can be housed behind the screen. That's interesting. You know, that, yeah. that seems like that. Well, and that's the other issue with, at least if I remember correctly and if I'm wrong, tweet at me or let me know. I believe the, the the honor view that does the hole punch, the screen is not, I don't think they used an OLED. Like there was basically, there's some sacrifices that they were making so that the camera could operate kind of behind the screen. And so you weren't getting the crystal clear uh, screen that you were getting with like the flagship phones like Pixel or iPhone or even the Samsung phones. So yeah, that's the other problem is there are some sacrifices there. But outside, so this is, it, it got interesting because there's the hole punch, which like I, and I agree, it's not really revolutionary, but then you start seeing, so there's the uh, Xiaomi Mi Mix 3, which I've never heard of this phone, but it's apparently because they don't sell the phones in the US, so you can't get them here unless yeah. you ship them over, but uh, they are using a slide design. Have you seen that? I have seen at that. At all? Yeah. So yeah, you just have, I mean, you put your hands together, you slide one up. That's interesting because now you can hypothetically have a screen top to bottom, left to right, but then you've got that mechanism of sliding it up when you need to do selfies or right. whatnot. Do you see that as a more plausible future or alternative to the notch, or do you think that is just another gimmick well, that isn't going to stick? I think educated buyers like that idea. Um but I don't know if there's enough of them. And I'll tell you why these companies are not going to want to educate the masses. So the idea of being able to cover your phone, your, your camera up for privacy issues is a big deal. Like that's, yeah, that is to people who are aware of a lot of things going on. Like, uh, what was the recent Apple, uh, FaceTime FaceTime? Yeah. Yes. And then I, I read also, I don't, I hope this wasn't an old one, but that there was also another uh, glitch that allowed basically anyone to read your notes, like you know, like uh-huh. Apple Notes. I use Google Keep. What's Apple's? Is it just called yeah, Notes? Yeah, it's just Notes. Yeah, where your notes were could be essentially public, or at least very easily readable by someone who knew how to, uh, you know, do that stuff. So the idea of someone just being able to turn your camera on, we know already that that is probably happening constantly. The bottom line is an Apple or a Google employee would just have the ability to do that. Yes, I'm sure they have like precautions in Mm -hmm. place and technically anyone who does it would be fired. 
but the fact that they do have the ability to flip it on if they want to yeah is a big so so the idea of being able to hide that phone but still have it or hide that camera but then still have access to it when i want it yeah for me that's that's the type of thing i consider fairly revolutionary that's a big deal that's a selling point to me yeah but it's got to be sold as privacy and the only way to sell it as privacy is for phone companies to admit that that your cell phone isn't very private so are they going to be willing to throw the normal camera completely under the bus to try to sell that uh knowing that if it doesn't work and they have to go back to the other one they've just informed everybody that yeah (laughs) so so i don't know if it's going to be a big seller because i don't know if that there's that many people that realize the potential for everyone to suddenly be watching you if if one software glitch happens yeah but for me it would be that would be the type of thing i would consider so as long as there's not a ton of sacrifices i guess i should say in addition like in order to get that slide well so some of the drawbacks of the slide at least that i could think of one is the case so you have to get creative with the case because you can't have it enclosing on all sides because it won't be able to slide out so the one that i think is officially from uh, um, is it me? Yeah, show. I'm getting all these phones mixed up. The, the show me, the Xiaomi Mi Mix Three, the the official case that goes with that is basically like your normal case, but the bottom is basically open, which we've seen on other cases as well. And then that allows the top part to slide out. But now you're exposing your bottom, which the last time I had a case that had the bottom opened, uh, that's ironic. That's where they, your phone tends to fall for some reasons. It, it's like it knows where it's exposed. And it purposely tries to uh, dent itself in that area. So you have the case area. Then you also have, so the the Xiaomi Mi Mix 3 is significantly heavier from Mm -hmm. the reviews I've seen uh, compared to other similar phones. So you have more weight, which is fine when you're getting a bigger battery. But in this case, you're not. It's just because you're getting more phone. It is thicker than uh, your normal phone. So I get that's so those are some of the big drawbacks right away that I could think of. So another alternative outside of that is that I've seen and this one I cannot remember the exact phone that did it, but uh, basically a powered motor camera. So imagine the top uh, right side of your screen there's like a little slit, almost like a SIM card, and you hit the camera button and then you know it, the motorized comes up with the uh, the camera. Yeah, uh, I haven't looked into that in too depth. I imagine that the camera is not going to be as quality because it kind of has to be separated from the rest of the phone back and forth, whereas. Uh, the way they had the camera set up now, it's a lot easier. The Vivo Apex, I think, is what that was called. That sounds right. I I think that is more gimmicky than the slider. Well, to be honest. So I don't I don't think the quality of the camera would necessarily be the problem. I, I could see them overcoming that. It's more that uh, one. How fast is that actually going to pop up? Yeah. Um, and so for a person that selfies matter, being able to quick take one that matters. Is it? that's just another mechanism now that could go that could break mm-hmm. it could snap off um and uh i would imagine there's some extra cost there obviously if they're going to keep that yep camera quality now you've got to have that little motorized mechanism so i don't see that catching on at all cuz that i'm pretty sure that phone came out like a year ago yep and nobody's attempted to do it well, so, so you mentioned, uh, well, so before the show, we, we briefly talked about this. Two things come to mind, and we can hit whatever one we want you want to first. One thing you mentioned is that 
a, a guy like you and you think there's more out there than just you that would prefer a phone that has no camera at all or no selfie camera um that that's interesting because that would allow you with the exception of so one thing i hate about the google pixel 3 is you know it, from the very top you can't notice it with the case but like it's pretty much to the edge of the top of my phone with the exception of the um with the notch but when you go to the bottom there's still a giant bezel at the bottom whereas the iphone 10 goes all the way to the bottom of the edge and the reason google has this is because they're doing dual front-facing speakers but when you compare the speaker test of the pixel 3 to the iphone 10 and 10s they're pretty comparable so apple is able to produce pretty much as good of sound if not better i haven't actually done tests without having to have a, a dual front-facing speaker so i would like to see uh, just camera companies get away or, or phone companies get away from the dual front-facing speakers because i don't think they're nece- <laughs> necessary personally but um uh, where was i going with that um well it's a cut i mean what you're saying is you want to have more customizable options basically right like yes yeah i like I want to get rid of everything, but we need the camera. So, the, and this goes along with the second thing you said. You you mentioned something about how this is all gimmicks, and that the real future is foldable phones. Yeah. And how does that, in your head, solve the well, issue of does it or does it not solve the issue of we've always got to have a selfie cam because in the age of Instagram, the selfie cam must exist. Right. Yeah. It, so it does solve the problem. But let me let me say something first. Where we're at right now with cell phones is we're at that complete uh, like stalling point where, where everything's the same, right? Like you can buy a phone for a couple of hundred dollars. That is amazing. Maybe not quite as good as an iPhone or uh, a pixel or a Samsung device, but that would have blown our minds a few years ago. Mm-hmm. So, so Everything that's differentiating phones right now is mostly gimmicky type stuff. Yeah. It's been a few years since we've really seen anything revolutionary. I'd say the most revolutionary thing has been the cameras in the last couple of years. The things that's that really is like, oh, wow, this is that much better. Like this changes me. This changes what I can do with my yeah. phone completely. Uh, I, I now have a legit, awesome, amazing camera. And I think that's I think that's one area that will continue to revolutionize phones is the better they get. The more... The more, the closer you get to being able to actually drop your DSLR and not af- actually have to use it, yeah, that, that's a revolutionary thing because now it it truly becomes a whole different device. Um, but to me, the foldable technology is is the next step that is going to completely revolutionize phones, assuming they can get it right. Mm-hmm. And I don't, we don't know if that's possible. Um, they exist. Uh, if uh, for the listeners, if you guys haven't seen this, just Google it go to YouTube, real working models. Like these aren't, um, just concepts any longer. There's actual like at CES, they actually had foldable phones. They're pretty ridiculous at this point. And you're talking about the fold, like where, where the screen folds all the way around, right? Yeah. So, so there's no, there's no break in the middle. You don't, it's not two separate screens. Um, the screen actually folds. So Mm -hmm. the key is, I mean, this is where, if anyone's going to nail this, it's going to, it's going to be Samsung. Uh, I feel like it's going to be Samsung, Apple, and maybe Microsoft. And, and I think that maybe this is Microsoft's big plan 
and this is why they dumped because you know they're as of i think what december this year they will no longer support windows mobile yes no more updates security patches anything like that's done officially mm-hmm. so um the, but the reason this changes everything is again increment all we're getting is incremental upgrades we're, t- we're literally talking about oh the big thing this year is i got this tiny little extra bit of room on my phone yep. oh what are you gonna do with that well, i'm gonna see things tiny bit bigger you know what i mean yeah. it's just not a big difference whereas if you have a foldable phone um and it's thin enough you you now have a tablet and a phone so so that to me that's massively revolutionary that ability to say okay i no longer even need to think about having a tablet i have a tablet it's not a phablet it's an actual tablet because with a foldable size like that you are now in the range of like an ipad mini you know so it's a yeah it's a legit tablet so you've got your tablet you can you get the privacy along with it because you're you're folding it you know what i mean some of these phones put the selfie camera on the outside um, or just the way it folds, kind of using the orientation uh, inside of it, it'll flip, you know, which camera is which, depending on how you're using it. They can do true split screen. So you can actually, the way, just the same way as if you have an extra screen hooked up to your computer, um, it's not just a bigger screen. They're, they're able to separate it so you can fully pull tabs over to a whole different screen. Um, so, so you're getting the privacy, you're getting all that extra space, you're getting um, a complete replacement for an entire device that you might already be using. Mm-hmm. So assuming they get the camera and everything right, this just becomes this entirely new device. And again, if it's thin enough, it should fold, go right into your pocket. And you're thinking something kind of like... So, yeah, so anyone who... What what I really the best looking concept if you look up a Microsoft folding tablet or Microsoft uh, Surface um, foldable Surface like pocket Surface concept art mm-hmm. there's some really good ones out there that are basically just mini surfaces but you know and and, and we've been through this for years with uh, people wanting you know tiny computers and it never works because they're just too small they don't do enough. So now it becomes a, an, a whole extra gadget. That's why those never worked. Uh-huh. Uh, what were those called? Note? Did they call them note netbooks? Oh yeah, netbooks. netbooks didn't work because it was because you had to have a phone with you, and you still had to have your laptop with you, and you and then you had the netbook. So it was just like it just it was an idea that never that just was an extra gadget. Yeah. To me, the next big revolution is what truly takes a an entire gadget away from you that you no longer need to carry and it's this foldable surface. And what I think Microsoft is doing, they're putting so much money right now into getting their products. uh, They're really dedicated to Android and Apple right now, pushing um, all of their apps. They've done amazing things with them. They're they're really, really well done. And that seems weird for a company that, you know, is competing with these guys. Mm -hmm. But I think the idea is that they're continuing to push their surface line. They're continuing to, they're getting people to continue to use their software. So when they come out with this device, they don't even have to pitch it as a phone. You know what I'm saying? If you're already in their, in their software ecosystem on either Android or Apple, but you're using their apps and mm-hmm. suddenly this thing comes along and you're like, wait a minute, this has the Microsoft suite that I already use. I can legitimately use it because it's tablet sized so I can get stuff done with it. 
it's a phone. It's got privacy because it's going to cover my selfie cam. Um, I, I mean, it's just literally got everything. And I don't see any reason why they shouldn't be able to do it. Granted, uh, so they should be able to do it cheap. They may price it higher just because that's what always happens. But there's yeah. no reason why anything like that should cost more than what we're currently paying for phones. And now you've, again, you've replaced another device. You've made your current device way better, way, it's got more privacy in it. Um, a lot of the foldable stuff, just the fact that the that the screen itself can fold, a lot of, I've read a lot of people talking about how this saves you from having to have a case um, because the phone shouldn't shatter. Like, you know, maybe you're gonna ding the outside of it. But yeah. The, this, the, the, the screen's literally folding in the middle, so it's a different type of screen. Anyway, uh, that so there's your space right there. How much space do you save there? I, I think I think there's a realistic chance that these things aren't any thicker than what we currently have. Double, we're, no more talk of this like, oh, I have a tiny little bit of extra space at the top of my screen that looks really cool. This is truly doubling your space and giving you the privacy of being able to cover up your cameras. I don't know, just so much cool stuff about it that that I, I just view it as, I'm not saying it's the only thing that could revolutionize, but as far as the next big physical change in a phone that makes us all just go, holy crap, like that's totally different. That's yeah. that. And it can house a stylus with that size. Yeah, it is interesting, the foldable uh, phone. I think, I think realistically, before we see something big from, like I, I think what's gonna happen is is Microsoft, because I'm looking at some of their patents and it looks interesting uh, that have come out. Uh, I, I I almost see it where it's either like late 2019 or 2020, Microsoft comes out with a phone or, or something like this and it doesn't take off because it doesn't have an Apple logo or it's not Android and people just, and, and you'll have some people who will obviously adapt and then Microsoft, or sorry, then Apple starts getting to work and like, I feel like we're like four years away still until we see, and, and, and when it does come out, I don't think it's going to be offered as a replacement. I think it's going to be right. like the fourth thing. So it's like, cause, cause your, your average consumer who's not doing a whole lot of stuff, at least, I mean, until 10 years, they're just happy with the phone that can do the cameras and everything. They're going to sell it as like, Oh yeah, here's the, here's the iPhone 13. And it's got this amazing camera and these awesome software updates. And for you business professionals or for you like hardcore users, then we have the iPhone Ultra or whatever it is. And it's mm -hmm. and then it folds and stuff like that. And then it's going to be a, a $1,200. I mean, already the iPhone is, it's a $1,000 device, which is interesting because their tablets are sold for less than the iPhone. And yet what this is, what they're selling is kind of both. And so, and, and if it could be a competitor to the MacBook uh, lineup, you're looking at a 12 to $1,500 device, which. But see, okay, but is this is where Microsoft can do this and the other guys can't is because micro, Apple can't put out something that takes away another one of its product lines, right? Microsoft is out of the phone game, right? Yeah. So. If they put out a foldable, pocketable surface that also happens to have uh, an LTE connection and you can make phone calls on it, they don't even have to sell it as a phone. They can just sell it 
as a Surface Mini that happens to make phone calls and 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 it works for them because even if it doesn't massively take off, it doesn't hurt them. It's not a phone division. It's just part of their Surface lineup. As long as it sells well, then great. But it's you're, not so you're saying it's going division. to be a Windows environment? Yes. Like an actual, like a desktop type. Well, like, because of it, Microsoft has a history of building really good operating systems for desktop. And then when they try to make it mobile friendly, it just turns into like this ugly mess. And then no one ever gets their phones. Whereas well, they've got Android like and S- iOS have done a much better job at fine tuning the mobile experience. Oh, I agree. And that's why, and that's why I don't think they're rushing. That's why I think they are going out of their way not to rush this. I just feel like they've got this of all the companies right now that I feel like is taking the long term plan uh, and not trying to jump on gimmicks. It is Microsoft. So, so we're getting a little off topic, but I promise you this all has to do with uh, this, this hole punch. Sure. Camera. So coming up, on the Super Bowl, uh, you know, if hopefully this episode gets out before the Super Bowl, but if not, you guys have, will have seen this commercial. Microsoft is spending four and a half million dollars on an ad, or at least it might be more for all we know, that shows their um, new controller that is their accessibility controller, their gaming controller. You know what I'm talking about? Uh, it's a big no, white. I'm, I'm uh, now looking at it now, though. Yeah. So it, it basically helps people uh, that have disabilities to game. They're the the research and development costs of 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 designing this you, so you think about how much money they spent just creating this right mm-hmm. and then you think about actually making the hardware and then how much money they're putting into a commercial there is no chance they're going to make a fraction of their money back on it so the question is why are they doing it it's because one they're trying to garner goodwill like they're trying, I feel like what Microsoft is doing right now, and I feel like they're killing it, is they are setting, they are silently setting themselves apart as the company that cares about the company that's not just trying to make money off of you, off of gimmicks. They're doing things that are changing the world. And I don't think everybody's noticing it yet, but if you're a gamer, you're starting to notice this. Sony so thoroughly crushed the Xbox One with the PlayStation 4 that they got cocky and they started doing what all of these guys do when they crush a competitor. They stopped innovating. They walled off all of their online play, you know, you know, and they yeah. and they said screw everybody. Fortnite is kind of what changed it. There was that massive backlash, but Sony had no good answer. They looked like idiots because they wouldn't respond. Here you got Xbox opening everything up. They're doing mm-hmm. ba- they're putting money into backwards compatibility for games that they're not going to make any money on. You know what I mean? Like they're, they're, they've bought up a bunch of gaming studios. They're offering a game pass that is massive for it's only $9.99 a month. And if you spend any amount of time trying to find a deal, you can get it way cheaper than that. Uh, and, and you get hundreds of games. And I don't know if you knew this, but you get if they come out with a new title that by Microsoft Studios or, you know, one of the studios they own, mm-hmm. you get it for free the day it comes out as part of Game Pass. So a $60 game is yours day of they, they don't wait to put it on so they're doing all of these things that are clearly for the benefit of the consumer mm-hmm. and are clearly not money grabs at least not today it's it, they've got this big picture thing in mind so my, my gut feeling is that when this comes along um they will have finally had that penetration in the market 
to where everybody knows what a surface is. You know, we're finally past the days of people calling the surface an iPad when the coach on the sidelines throws it right. Took a while, but people know what a surface is. So when a smaller surface suddenly comes out and you've got all of these problems going on with Apple and Google, and, and even if Apple and Google aren't doing these things on purpose, they're going to keep, it's just going to keep happening. Meanwhile, Microsoft is having, they're not in the news at all for taking your information on your mobile phone because they don't have mobile devices. So there's going to be this period of time where they're the guys sitting back, getting you to use all of their uh, amazing apps that they're making and putting on both systems. And then suddenly there's a device that's affordable that replaces two of your devices. Um, and you might already be using one and, 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 and it games, you know what I mean? Like it's mm -hmm. going to be, it's going to work because they're trying to make uh, it seems like more and more they're trying to make the Xbox be a computer basically. Right. Yeah. So you can game, you buy your games here, you can play them everywhere. Anyway, I just see it being this thing that is suddenly like makes the phone as we knew it before irrelevant. And it's going to be very hard for Apple or Google to respond to that because maybe not Google so much because, you know, it's Android generally. So someone yeah. within it can respond. But Apple's going to have to pick its poison and say, well, which one of our devices do we cut off to compete with this? Because if they make a foldable goodbye iPad, at least goodbye regular iPad, you know, yep. you can still try to sell the pro, but even then that's tough. You know, it's tough when someone can just go, huh? Like I, I can just go get this surface and does all this crap for me. So I don't know. They could botch it. Microsoft's been known to do that, but there's a reason they're still in the game after so many years. And, and the cell phone market's just too big to believe that they have just permanently bowed out. I just don't believe that for a yeah. second. So they've got to be doing something. And this is what I think their long play is. And this is why, even though all of the foldable phones we're seeing right now are Android, I don't feel like, uh, I feel like the Android market is so like, there's so many different types of devices that, that it's going to be hard for one foldable to stand out. Mm -hmm. and, and, and now, now if Chrome OS was on it, that would make a big difference. That would be a game changer, but I don't yep. see Chrome OS. It seems like they're moving more towards Fuchsia being loaded on a lot. Like uh, some device just came out that had Fuchsia loaded on it. Was it the Pixel 3 Lite? Uh, I don't know. There was like some, I saw some leaks where uh, it was actually, it came loaded on some of the demo ones. Cause you know, that one already leaked, right? Mm -hmm. In Russia again. <laughs> it's always Russia. <laughs> It's crazy. But anyway, that's that I, I see I see I see it going in that direction and and the other direction I can see things going is uh is companies and this could be good for Apple actually. The iPhone 5 is universally loved, you know, that design, that's yep. just small. It to me I think you're going to find people who just want a small, nice, simple phone that can do some stuff, but they're not worried about it being everything. They want it to make good calls, take good pictures and maybe play a game or two, but nothing big. And then you're going to have the people who want something, I want this to have an amazing, I want this to replace my camera. I'm going to buy the Razer gaming phone because I don't care about pictures. I don't care about, uh, running productivity apps. I make phone calls and I game. Yep. So I think you're going to see more and more specialization in phones. And I think the Nintendo switch, uh, proved that that's an important thing to do. And that had somebody been smart enough to make a phone a while ago that just did that. 
and, and just, but, but everyone tried to make a phone that did gaming and everything else. What they should have done a few years ago is some company should have said, our phone makes phone calls and games. <laughs> and you, you would have had a bunch of gamers buying that, you know? Yeah, but, it's going to be an interesting year. I think the next two years are going to be really uh, interesting uh, just with all types of tech that you either carry in your pocket, wear in your wrist. Uh, I think yeah, I think the smartwatch game is going to heat up in the next year and that could dictate whether or not phones become less relevant and or and then which opens up more room for tablets and whatnot and yeah how that all plays with because everything comes back to the camera right now cameras are huge for phones and so it's the mission of how do we deliver good software good experience but still give people that high-end camera that everyone wants built into their phone so we'll have to see but uh yeah good episode we are out of time here but uh, yeah, this has uh, got me thinking about a lot of interesting stuff that uh, should be happening this year. I definitely don't think, I mean, from the iPhone 11 rumors that I'm looking at, it uh, looks like the notch is going to be here to stay. And usually rumors around the iPhone are pretty Yeah, I think this next year we're going to get a bunch of really nice phones. And I think anyone who didn't upgrade this year, it's going to be a great year to upgrade. But I guess my yep. point is you're, you're just going to be upgrading to something very similar to what you already have little nicer, a little faster, yep. but but we're a few years away from seeing anything that truly changes the game. And I just think, I'm not saying it's for sure gonna be Microsoft, I just think they are poised to be the ones that do it with because they have no risk. Everyone else who tries to do something like this, Samsung and Apple, that's a big, big risk to try to do a massive change to one of their core lines, their core products. Microsoft don't even they don't even have that product in the game right now you got nothing to lose literally nothing well um if you enjoyed this episode and you have not subscribed what are you doing go ahead and subscribe whatever platform you're listening on and uh, if you're listening on itunes feel free to leave a review five stars only and uh, that would mean a lot because it helps the show get discovered more on itunes and uh, also a new video just went live today as of this recording on uh, Tech Audit TV about YouTube TV. Ooh. So check that out. And we got some good videos, uh, especially some phone ones coming out in the next few weeks uh, that are scheduled. So that's uh, Tech Audit TV. You can check out all of these links at techaudit.tv on your favorite web browser. So until next time, this is the Tech Audit TV podcast. <laughs>